Tommy! Michael. How was your weekend, pal? Oh, man. Wired. You ever have weird injuries? I remember a couple years ago, you walked out your step and you've slipped on ice and hit your head. I do. Yeah, that was not good. I'm still not right. <laughs> Listen to this one. Friday, I'm all alone. Wife's still at work. I open the basement door. To, I'm throwing something down for the wash later in the day. And I see that a can of paint, we had a little shelf at the bottom of the steps, so we had paint on it, paint cans. It fell off, and there's a giant pool of paint at the bottom of the steps. The whole can emptied out on it. So I'm going, oh, nuts. So I take off my clothes, get some white shorts on, take off all my sneakers because I don't want to get my sneakers. So I start to go down the basement to clean up the mess. And I'm walking down the wooden steps. And you know, like there's a flat part of the step and then there's a, a vertical thing and then another step. Well, in my bare feet, I come down really hard with my heel on the back of the step. And it's like a stub your toe moment. And it's really hurting. And my weight all came down on it. I don't think anything of it. I clean up the mess. I go back upstairs, get in the shower, come out of the shower. And I look on the rug. My wife just bought a brand new throw rug that covers like a half the bedroom. There's like 12 quarter size blood spots all over this brand new rug. And my whole back of my heel just opened up and I'm bleeding. And I didn't even realize it. So I immediately get on the Google machine, find out what gets out blood. And for all you listeners out there that ever have that problem murdering somebody and you got blood to clean up, two tablespoons of dishwashing liquid with some cold water. You dab it. Well, I didn't dab it. I just scrubbed that sucker. They all came out, pal. All of them. And then you cover the body in lye. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's really weird because it's not a big injury or anything. But when you have something on the back of your heel, you can't even wear shoes for the next couple of days. Yeah. There's a lot of very sensitive nerves down yeah. there. Yeah. So anyway, that was my Friday. Oh, boy. But here, I have a question for you, and this is going to be a tough question. We both love radio, but we both love television too, right? You probably love TV more than me. Okay. Even though I have 14 TVs. Right. That's why I brought this up. This is tough for me. I want to see how easy you can do it. If someone asked you, you could only have three TV channels for the rest of your life, what would they be? Wow. That's a good question. You want to tell you what I came up with yeah. first while you think about it? Definitely CNN. Because you know. you're a flaming liberal. No, because they get the, I mean, if you want to know what's going on in the world, they'll, they'll tell you, you go all over the world and it's kind of moderate to the most extent. Then I'm stuck. I don't know. Do I go with HBO? Do I go with one of the three major networks? Do I go with Lifetime or the Hallmark Channel? <laughs> I got the perfect solution. What? Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. I didn't even think about that, but that's great. That is great. What about sports? I love sports so much. Okay. So instead of Hulu, because you get a lot of redundancy on, you know, those movies and that kind of thing. Right. Let's go with ESPN. What do you think? Yeah, but they don't cover the NBA and they don't cover. Sure, the, they cover the NBA. Well, okay. But they don't have like. Yeah, uh, they cover it all. Well, you know what? I, I would go with CNN. Now that you told me about Netflix, I would go with Netflix because you have so many. And then Amazon Prime. Isn't that basically Netflix? No, no, no. No, there's a lot of movies on Amazon Prime that you can't get on Netflix and vice versa. Wow. It's a tough question, isn't it? No, there's very little redundancy between the two networks. All right. So you would go with Netflix, Amazon Prime. And what's the third one you pick? ESPN. No CNN, huh? How are you going to get your news? I get the newspaper. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got my phone. <laughs> Come on. All right, Mr. Smarty Pants. Yes, that's Mr. Smarty Pants to you. Tom and Mike. Now, I knew you were too young to experience this the first time around, but you know this July is going to mark the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. And the guy that threw the first one, I think his last name was Lang, he's throwing it again. They've already booked 60 acts. They're not telling you who the acts are. All they said is they booked 60 acts, and there's going to be people that were in the original one. Wow, that's going to be a real uh, senior (laughs) fest, isn't it? (laughs) Well, that's what I want to ask you. Do you think it is going to be all boomers, or do you think, you know, depending on what kind of, you know, acts I think that's a really bad idea. You do? Yeah. I mean, I can just see all these seniors naked, wallowing in mud. Not a pretty sight. Nothing cooler than a bunch of old, dirty, old stoners getting together again, though, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Would it be in the very same spot? Yep. So they haven't done anything with that land? I guess it's still a farm. Max Yasgar, right? How do I remember that? I don't know. Your recollection is much better than me because I'm much younger than you, of course. Well, from what they tell me about that time, I just hope they have better built roads to get there, right? Exactly. There's going to be valet parking for all those elder <laughs> elder boomer Benzes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope they don't charge 20 bucks for a bottle of water this time, right? How bad was that? Isn't it ironic how rock and roll has become everything that it set out not to be, you know, anti-establishment. Sorry, this concert tour is being sponsored by Coca-Cola or Pepsi or whoever, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, big corporate America has definitely taken over rock and roll. So you got to figure that whole Woodstock Fest would be like the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. You know, they did a breakdown in this article about what they paid the performers. Who do you think was the top performer as far as money that day, those three days? Jimi Hendrix. You're right. $18,000 he got. Do you know how much Santana got? $750. Yeah, I can believe that. Although it made their career go sky high and they never looked back. Joan that- Baez got $10,000. The Who, $6,200. And The Dead, only $2,500. How about that? So I guessed it. I was totally spitballing on that one. but Right. Jimi Hendrix was like the hottest act in America at the time, I believe. And the irony is that his performance was seen by fewer people than anybody else. And why is that? Well, because it came on the last day and it rained and it was a lot of people left and it was Sunday morning. Don't you remember that video? Right. There's only about 10,000 people listening to him. I didn't know the timeline though. Now you have a chance to get in that beautiful Steve McQueen bullet Mustang of yours. Put Karen in there, get a pack, pack a picnic basket and drive to Woodstock. I thought you were going to say a pack of camels. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that. Tom and Mike. Who do you think has the happiest babies in the world? The happiest babies in the world. Yep. I'm guessing maybe somebody in the royal family. Nope. I'm talking about a country. Oh, a country. Yeah. Dubai? No. UNICEF just did a report. First of all, the United States, our babies are ranked 26 in the world. Oh, that's not a good showing, is it? Well, it depends on who's ahead of us. Well, 25 countries, that's who. The number one country for the happiest babies are the Dutch. The Dutch, they they get more sleep, little or no homework. These are babies and kids are trusted to ride their bikes to school on their own at an early age. And they get chocolate sprinkles for breakfast. I guess that's some kind of Dutch tradition. Yeah, but they're required to wear those 
Dutch wooden clogs. So how come they're so happy? I don't think just the babies are happy. You've seen Dutch women? Hubba, hubba, hubba. They're happy because they're eating a lot. Right. right. Maybe they la- they're happy because they giggle enough because they get that secondhand smoke from their parents with that marijuana, that mm. marijuana. Marijuana. Right. You ever see a baby get the munchies? It's not a pretty sight, my friend. <laughs> Tom and Mike. Do you know that vaping has gone up 900% in our high schools in the United States? Vaping? Yeah, that's terrible. And you want to hear the five truths about vaping? Well, they're getting all the nicotine and the chemicals, and in some cases, even more so, than cigarettes. Well, the one truth is it is less harmful than cigarettes, but it's still bad for your health because many unknowns, they don't understand all the chemicals involved. Electric cigarettes are just as addictive as traditional cigarettes. Electric cigarettes aren't the best way to quit smoking. And the new generation of kids is getting hooked on nicotine through this vaping. Plus, your batteries can explode. And what they're doing is they're making these vapes have all these special flavors that entice these kids. Like you ever bought a smoke that tasted like a milkshake? <laughs> no. You want to try one? No. I'll just have the damn milkshake. But I guess the uh, advantage would be, okay, no calories. Right. And people argue that water is in one of the ingredients, but so is it an antifreeze too. You're not going to drink that, are you? Only with my milkshake. This gives all new meaning to the term, I'm getting the vapors. You ever hear somebody say, I'm getting the vapors? I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> That's uh, an old Southern term. I'm getting the vapors. I think Jeff Sessions used to say that. Oh, right, right. I'm getting the vapors. But think about that. It's a 900% increase. There's a lot of kids vaping out there. That's not good. And they actually say that vaping can help you quit smoking. That's not true. I don't believe that. And I hear the ads for vaping, too. And it seems very misleading. If you can have radio, TV, newspaper ads for vaping, then why not regular tobacco? I don't see the difference. Do you? Right. No. You know, and people are getting so confused about the research on E6. If they're just going back to smoking their nicotine patches, that's what they're doing. They're They're smoking those nicotine patches. Yeah, there you go. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, the other day, a woman in New Mexico got arrested for doing something that I'm sure you've thought about doing many times. She stole a postal truck, huh? I went for a joyride. Who hasn't wanted to drive a mail truck with the wind in their hair? You told me that many times. <laughs> right. And when I read stories like this, this is exactly why I have forever stamps. I always put forever stamps on my package because you never know we're going to get there, do you? That's right. And stamps are going up. I don't even know how much they cost now, but you better hurry up and get those forever stamps because I think there's going to be another postal increase because of people like that stealing those postal trucks. They're saying now that the post office could go out of business because in the near future, because of Amazon and places like that. No. Who's saying that? Well, a lot of people. The good news about this, the post office won't receive this report in the mail for another two years. That's right. And the post office has lost so much money over the last few years. This is true. They're thinking about trying to expand to deliver groceries to people. Groceries? Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's perfect for the people who want their groceries delivered to the neighbor down the block, right? <laughs> so this woman stole the <laughs> this woman stole the post truck. That's the worst thing you can do because you have to stop every couple of minutes. You're not going to get anywhere, are you? Yeah, and I'm still wondering why our postal carrier stops in front of our neighbor's house every day at the same time, and he disappears. Oh. I mean, I don't watch the guy, but I go, hey, it's twelve thirty. And maybe the lady in the house likes the mailman's package. That's think about what that? I think. <laughs> oh, man. What was great about this story is police say that most of the mail got delivered quicker than usual. So 
There's that, right? There's that. There you go. We love our postal workers. We do. Except when they go postal. Tom and Mike. Now, my friend, you're going to love this story because I know how you are a man of God. You're a religious person. They had a round table of religious scholars in England the other day, and they would ask about if Jesus came back. You know, they're always talking about Jesus is going to come back one day. Right. What would the reaction be? Probably just the same as it was when he was here the first time. Well, I think he'd team up with the Marvel guys. and He'd start kicking some ass. Do you want me to tell you what the Bible says? No. (laughs) You hate that, don't you? Well, first of all, if he came back to America, I don't think he'd be treated too well. A brown-skinned, pacifist, Middle Eastern man speaking religious on his religious views and couldn't speak English, they'd kick him right out. Yeah, probably would not be good for him. Right? He'd be put back on that caravan. (laughs) Plus, he wouldn't be a happy man. If he saw our TV evangelist, if he knew one day we'd have these guys, we'd be looking at 37 commandments right now, my friend. Actually, I think he would go in with his whip, just like he did before, you know, chase those mothers out. Right. And he couldn't be happy about those Easter peeps, right? Celebrating his rebirth with those peeps. Peeps? Yeah, you know those peeps, those little eggs (laughs) made out of marshmallow? Think he'd be happy about that? No. Tom and Mike.